What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rising Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rising Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. All right. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. Today I have Akshay Bargava with me. Uh, he is a local DJ up and coming from what I hear. Um, and he, he goes by uh, Chiku. Um, Chiku, you don't mind me calling you that, right? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. You want to tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from? what you do yeah um i'm from okmas so i'm really just from the area my whole life um i started djing about three a little bit over three years ago um i have my own clothing line um and yeah i kind of just focus on those two things and i also worked with a company this summer with mental health awareness so i try to involve my music my clothing and mental health all wrapped in one very cool so how did you get into music um i've always liked music um to me uh music is the closest thing to magic we have so um as a kid i'd always just listen to whatever my parents were listening to which being indian was indian music uh but my brother introduced me to rap and hip-hop um so i always would listen to music it always be just kind of like my escape from reality so i knew i wanted to do something with it but I'm not musically talented. I can't, I can't rap or sing or, you know, play an instrument. But um, my first concert was Flume, who's a DJ, and I saw him. And just to, like, see the impact he had on the crowd was strictly, like, something I was like, whoa. Like, this is something I'd want to do. So um, ever since then, I tried to find, like, a way. I found that interest into DJing. And then one day I went to a, a concert um and my friend the next day bought just this $1,000 board. And he was just like, you want to try it out? And I was just like, yeah. And I DJed with him for my first year. And then I got my own board. And then from there, just took off. So what kind of things are you doing? Are you doing, I mean, when somebody says DJ, are you doing like weddings? Or are you doing like concerts? What kind of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a really good question. Oh, um, uh, to me, I started off with just, trying to like get used to a crowd so i did like our school like when i was in school i did like a dodgeball tournament that was my first thing i did um and i did 
a party, or actually I shouldn't even say party, like a social gathering. <laughs> um, and I just, I always knew I didn't want to play music that, you know, at like a wedding or something, someone's going to ask you, hey, can you play this? Can you play that? I always want to do something where it's just like, you just give me the trust and I'm going to give you the performance. So mainly concerts. Um, I hosted my own parties. So I've had Sunset 1, 2, and 3. And um, two weeks ago, I just had my first headlining show. So I'm oh. trying to do more along the lines of show and performance rather than, you know, DJing and be like, table six, your, your turn <laughs> to get food, you know? So right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, what kind of venues are you doing? Um, right now, it's it's all local. I just did Urban Beat in Old Town. Very, very okay. beautiful place. Um, super pretty venue. Um, I've done all the sunset parties at my house. Um, I've DJed at what was the loft, which is now, I believe, the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, 414? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've done Max Bar, and unfortunately, that's closed, so rest in peace there. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of history there. Um and a, a couple parties and frats or, yeah, that stuff at Michigan State. So That's cool. So what kind of music are you DJing? Um, it actually, it, it really does depend. I've also DJed like a coffee house. So I'll do lo-fi and like selection type um, or selection-esque uh, type of music. And then when it comes to like concerts, um, I, it's usually rap and EDM, but like put together mm-hmm. in a way. It like... I try to play music that you didn't know that you wanted to hear yet. To me, it's like I'm playing songs that you know the lyrics to, but it's a different beat in the background, and you can still sing the song but have, like, a whole new experience with it. So I try to, like, find cool. songs like that, yeah. Now, what's that process like? Are you, You're up there spinning spinning <laughs> discs and stuff, right? Um. Yeah, no, it's – Can you explain the process a little bit? Yeah, I think a lot of people – they would come up to me and be like, oh, you made this song, you made this song. I'm going to be like, all right, no, if I made this song, I would not be going to college right now. I'd be dropped out. I'd be on tour going wherever I need to go. <laughs> right now I'm in my early stages. Um, but I think the hardest part about it is when you're up on stage, you have to, like, read the crowd, mm-hmm. and it's like you're counted on the second. Like, I can go record a song and then play it and not have to do anything. But, like, when I'm DJing, I strictly have to read the crowd, and I'm, like, always on the clock. So um, I'm usually, I add a lot of effects. I like to do um, just a lot of different types of uh, transitions and stuff like that. And usually I try to fade out specific parts so that the crowd can sing and I can hear them. So it's kind of like interactive. So a lot of things like that. Now you said you're not musically talented. What kind of talent does DJing have like what what do you have to do i mean you obviously have to read the crowd i would assume that it's some sort of talent you'd have to have some sort of musical talent. yeah it's it's okay i think a a lot of the talent that comes with djing is number one is reading your crowd that's actually a difficult task i have not yet i can't say i've mastered that but i think i've gotten a good edge on it um i think also counting your bpms like beats per minute you Mm got to be able to count that um and also being able to transition properly song to song and having the right song after song after song. So the transition and also having the proper order, that also takes a lot of skill. And then all the effects you're gonna have, you have to have it, you have to have your um, when you have your like your roll effect, I use that a lot. Um, as you're watching the song go, you don't wanna do it at the wrong moment, you know, and it just trips everyone up, you know, it breaks mm-hmm. the rhythm. So it's a constant like 
you got to make sure you have a proper flow. So I think that's where like the talent comes in DJing. It's not as simple as here I'm gonna press play and then right. <laughs> sit back. Nice. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not like that at all. So um, now, where does your clothing line come in play with the music and everything? Yeah, I've um, I've always been into fashion. That is something. And I've made some very questionable choices as a young kid <laughs> with fashion. I looked like how a, so? I looked like a bum, man. I looked <laughs> awful. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how anyone let me dress like that. What were you wearing? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's not the best. Um, but yeah, I think to me, somebody who's uh, I'm I am now comfortable in my body. But there was a a, a very long point, um, and I still do struggle with it, but. I would just wear hoodies. I did not feel comfortable in my body. I would not take off my shirt in front of, uh, at the time, you know, other women at, you know, like when we went out swimming, I didn't feel comfortable. I was not comfortable in my body. So um, when I found like a good hoodie and it made me feel like confident, like, oh, like, you know, I kind of look like, you know, Michael B. Jordan, but not really. <laughs> but, you know, like I look good, I feel good, you know, and it's, it's an important thing. So um, I did the clothing line right last semester um, it was seven month process I was like I've always wanted to do this I'm gonna try it out I reached out and found a graphic designer which God bless her Emily I know you're probably watching this um, she took so much time to just work with me over designs over and over and over again and I didn't want to just do hey here's my name Chiku and then buy my shirt mm -hmm. I wanted to make clothing that like when people looked at it they're not just trying to like support someone local they're like oh wait i'd actually get this so working on designs left and right but also making it influential and important to people and to me as well um, so that was a seven month process we did sunset volume one um, which i'm wearing right now um, and uh, the look me in the eye shirt or shirt and hoodie um, that design was mental health related um, and then the second clothing line I dropped during finals of this last semester, which was stupid. I should have been studying, um, <laughs> but it's okay. I did all right. Um, but I did that one, and both of those, um, one was full mental health, other was women empowerment. So I did those two, and I think I'm done with the clothing line. I think I only yeah. did it limited edition. Um, I only did it for a limited edition, and I, uh, what's it called? I also had, like, a rubber band that I did it with, which has Demons Not Invited to the Sunset, which I actually brought you one. Oh, sweet. Thank um, you. Which is a really important quote to me is, um, sunsets are everything I do my music through. Um, so. Demons Not Invited to the Sunset. Right, yeah. So in That's cool. Uh, what, it, what it really means is, um, to me, when I play music, the reason it's called Sunset Party 1, 2, and 3, or Sunset Volume 1 and 2, um, whenever I look at a sunset, I feel like there's nothing that bothers me. Like, it's kind of like my escape. But, like, you know, throughout the day, you know, you, everyone, no matter how old you are or who you are or how you identify, what you believe in, you're going to struggle. There's going to be times that are rough. But when I look at a sunset, I feel like oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm at peace. So when I play music, I strictly want you to feel that way, that you're floating in a sunset. And that's why um, no demon should ever be invited. It shouldn't be invited into there, but it may it may arise and it may come by, but don't ever invite it. So that's why. That just gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's intense. Yeah, I appreciate it. So why do you have body problems, body body issues? Um... I think it was just as a kid, especially with basketball um, and going to Okemos, um, 
I mean, you played sports. I did. I so okay, played. You're kind of in shape, right? Eh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Taco Bell. I mean, that, that <laughs> it always was there, and um, I wouldn't eat right, but um, I know my close friends knew that there were days where it'd be like, wake up in the morning, we'll go to the mat, and then we'll go to open gym. And then we'll go lift, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll go play at the MAC again. And then at like two in the morning, my friend Fabian, my legit like my brother Fabian, would be like, "You want to go play at Jackson National?" And we just like turn on the lights and then we'll play basketball there. And it was just like it was a constant grind, but like my body was never properly in shape because of just what I was putting into it. It was mm -hmm. just garbage. So um, yeah, it, it, I always I lacked confidence, um, and I tried seeking confidence in ways that were not the right way to do it and like what um yeah at a, at a younger age I like in, in high school and I know almost every guy goes through that you know phase but uh, you know it's I sought validation and I, I tried to seek validation through women mm -hmm. to make me feel better because I thought you know if I like had a girl or something like that or if I was you know pulling all the ladies um I would be so much more comfortable and happy because it's desirable as a man but like that was not the right thing to do at the time you know i never did anything improper or anything like that but mm. it was just like my mindset you know so right. yeah so what did you do to get your i guess your priorities straight like as far as you you had mentioned that you weren't putting the right things in your body so you were kind of conscious about knowing that what you were doing wasn't wasn't a good thing did yeah. you go on a diet did you start exercising rigor rigorously Dayan, I mean, obviously you're friends with Dayan, yeah, and yeah. Dan was doing all that. D right. Did you see him at the time doing that? Um, not at that specific time, but I did like slowly see his journey. So I mean, Dayan, I know you. If you're listening to this, huge, huge, huge props to you. Huge props to you. Um, I think what set me straight, and I will never, ever, 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 ever take it for granted. I will, I will, never take it for granted. Um. My mentors. That is something I think I'm beyond blessed. I have Matt Guthrie, uh, Ronnie Lamar Page, who's my DJ mentor, uh, my my doctor, my psychologist, um, uh, KT, and my mom. That starting five right there, I don't care who the Lakers have. I don't care who the Nets have. Right now, I feel like we can win in game four, mm -hmm. done deal. Sweet. I'm fine with that. So my mentors always, 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 always kept me in line always how did you develop these mentors um i mean you obviously knew that i need these people to help me i think it, i like at the time i didn't know i needed them until i strictly like spent specific time with these people i'm 20 i'm sober i'm in college um i go to michigan state very big party school i'm a dj you're <laughs> not i'm not gonna be at the you know just sitting not doing anything like i'm a right. dj i'm in that party environment i spent so much time with all these people um strictly to learn and develop myself that's it i just want to become a better person each of these people and this is why i'll never take it for granted they only show me love they invest time into me and they don't get anything back except for to see me grow and that is something i'll never take for granted and when i when i realize those things all this other materialistic and fake relationships we have as as a young kid i'm still a kid i'm i'm, I'm still I'm, I'm still an idiot that's not that's not gonna be t i'm still stupid i know it 
Um, but these 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 five people, and they all have their own specific traits that they've taught me, um, has helped shape me and my mindset, and really helped me through my struggle with mental health a lot. So, talking to them about even small problems or big problems gave me a new angle on how I look at things, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm truly blessed for like you know being. Um, being able to even have these opportunities and i've never let any of them go it sounds like you have a really good support system some people to fall back on um what kind of mental mental health issues do you have and do you struggle from Um, that makes you so passionate about having a clothing line to support it um I'm I'm very I'm very I'm only open to these like talking about these things and I like always try to make it before I say these things is I don't ever say things to seek sympathy or to like say boohoo look at me mm-hmm. you know give me your sympathy I'm struggling I only say these things so that if somebody is watching this and they can be like oh I can relate to that I have officially done my job. I know that I have like fulfilled who I'm trying to be as a person. So well, I think that people will hear like your story or anybody's story who comes on here and they don't look at them like with having sympathy. They look at them like, oh, okay, that person is just like me and they're right. succeeding. That person's a DJ. Like yeah. I, I can do this thing. Like, or, you know, I'm, I may be struggling with this thing over here, but I can still go on in life continuing with my passions. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely, like, what I try to do. So, with mental, I had, I have GAD, which is Generalized Anxiety Disorder. Um, I've had depression here and there, but it wasn't really, that's more, like, self-diagnosed. Like, I knew, I was just like, I was like, holy shit, this is not, this is not fun, this is not it. Um, and then, at one point that in my life. That water is yours, by the way. Okay, thank you so much, yeah. I brought my own. Oh, okay. Um, but at one point uh, in my life, I was suicidal. That was that was a very uh, that was a very hard moment for me. And again, those five pillars, those that starting five, helped me get through that. So, um, yeah, I think everyone everyone's dealing with something. Um, I get it. A lot of people say everyone has problems. Everyone has problems. I yeah, I know that, but so everyone struggles. I I know a lot of people that have anxiety. What what is anxiety to you? Um, that's, that's because it varies widely person to person. Absolutely. So, um, I've been, I've been going to my doctor for what, I think like six years now. Um, psychologist, psychologist, fantastic, fantastic person. And I definitely, um, uh, when I had my first meeting, um, I remember talking to him and I had no idea what was going on. None. I used to, um, before I went to my psychologist a few years prior to that, I was going to the hospital in and out, um, and I was having stomach issues. And that that was so scary to me, and I didn't know what was happening. And at that time, that was anxiety, um, and I had no clue about it, none. Um, and I went to my doctor, and you know, we talked and everything, and I said on that first meeting, and this is no shot at anyone who's doing this, but I told him, if we're going to do this, I don't want to do meditation. I want to strictly just do it, me and my mind, mm-hmm. and your guidance. Um, and he, he was, again, very for the idea and so supportive throughout my whole journey. Um, and I guess my anxiety really was, it constantly switched to things. started with basketball, and then it switched to 
um, you know, family problems or, you know, just dealing with my own problems. And then it turned into a metaphobia, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's Not really. A metaphobia <coughs> is the fear and anxiety through nausea and throwing up. Oh, wow. That shit sucks. I'm still battling with that, like, to this day. So if um, you get anxious, you might you might throw up. I have not. The craziest thing is I have not thrown up. So you get, like, dry heaves? No, I haven't even dry heaved. I just get super nauseated. And I'm thinking constantly in my mind. I play painful scenarios in my head. I... Um, I let my anxiety loop. So as soon as I feel something in my stomach, then I'll just be like, oh, this is the one. And then it just constantly starts looping. And it's just like, shut up. <laughs> like, let me be, man. And, um, you know, I've worked on tactics and I've like, there's so many tactics that have helped me like work on that problem and all my anxiety as a whole. Mm -hmm. And the guidance from the that starting five is I have knowledge from 30, 40, 50 year olds that I'm, at the age I learned it from like 18 through now 20 okay and if I can reciprocate that too because I know I am I am what KT is to me he is my like go-to person I call and I am that to so many people now and for me to like give that information he gives me back to people makes me feel so good now what kind of things did you learn that helped with anxiety so the coping yeah, mechanisms so <laughs> many things um yeah, that's, that's actually such a good question. It just depends on the scenario. Like for somebody who fears the future, um, that's your anxiety lying to you. It's playing believable or um, believable lies. Mm -hmm. It's believable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I may throw up because I'm nervous about this interview, but I've I've never thrown up because I'm nervous. That's the truth. You got to find the truth in that because right. your anxiety is like it's like trying to protect you, but it's like an untrained pet. It's like constantly just nagging. It's stress. Me. It's stressful. It sucks. I, you know, there's, there's. I'm gonna be honest. There are days where this journey to get to where I am now was just not easy. That was, that was, that was not easy. And I know the person who I am. Everyone's just like, oh, like, Chico's so, you know, having so much fun. He's always making Indian jokes. You know, he's doing <laughs> a good time. He's chilling. He's having a great time. You know, but I can be so honest. There are nights I just, I'm so sick of fighting and. I cry, but I let it out. I let it out. And I, there's something I'm constantly realizing. The thing that helped me the most with my anxiety is I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to be comfortable with it. And that's why, like, I've recently um, tried visualizing my anxiety as a demon. Mm -hmm. um, and I've given it a name. I've given it an image. I painted it out. I don't paint. I should have used, like, uh, should have just used, like, a stick figure or something. <laughs> the painting was not, not that great, but... I actually painted it out and I gave it a name. And now every time um, I feel anxiety, I just call out to it. I'm like, okay, chill out. We're fine. We're good. Hold my hand. We're fine. We're okay. We're okay. We're Grab good. my hand. Grab I'll lead you through the darkness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, don't you worry about it. I got you. But um, that's something that's helped me. Um, talking, talking to somebody you trust is so important. Do not hold it in. Never hold it in. No, 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 no. Never hold it. You keep pushing it away. It's just going to, you know, become more and more of a problem. Attack it head on. Um, Is this something you want to weigh in on? No, she doesn't want to talk <laughs> to the mic. She, she has anxiety, too. But it's it's different than kind of what you're explaining. Right. And I think the, the most important thing, too, is acknowledge is I excuse my language, but I fucking hate when someone's just like, I completely understand what you're going through. I hate that. Mm -hmm. And that's why when, like, someone tells me their story 
I always am just like, okay, from what you're telling me, I think I have an understanding of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. I, I, n- I never like when someone's just like, oh, I've been through that. I know exactly what you're going through. You don't. You may have an idea. You may have a very similar story, but like, right. I didn't like that. I always felt downplayed on that. And I think that's that's a me problem, honestly. But, um, <laughs> I think uh, for her, because she doesn't want to talk in the mic, but I'm kind of speaking for her, uh, working out helps tremendously, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I will – Yes, I will agree with you on that. I know I I know I don't look, you know, the most physically fit out here right now, but uh um Matt, Matt right now, um Matt Guthrie took me under his wing freshman year. I was this I didn't I was this little skinny or not even skinny. I was a little chubby weak Indian boy. Like I should have been playing chess or something. I should not have been on the court. Um he took me into that weight room and it was a constant grind. I never liked anyone yelling at me, ever. I never liked anyone yelling at me. Hated it. Matt was the one person who he could just be like, Chiku, shut the fuck up. Let's go. Push. You're pushing. It's all up here. It's all up here. And he would. T- he took me under his wing. And working out was something that like really helped me. And un- unfortunately, and I blame myself for this, I have not continued that specific, you know, I have not worked out. Basically, I haven't worked out in a pretty, a pretty long time consistently with him, but those those moments were so important to me because it's like you are letting out you know mm-hmm. your frustration in such a clean and positive way. Right. Other people super unfortunately go out and drink to mm-hmm. avoid it, or go out to smoke and avoid it, or like you know do other things to cope with it, right? Yeah, to cope with it. But I think that's such a healthy way. How did you feel after doing a workout? Did you feel like like relief? Like what what was the feeling like? Because um, I don't I don't really have anxiety. I mean like I might be anxious here and there during certain scenarios but i'm not i'm not really like not i'm you can ask her i've never really stressed about anything i mean that's okay i mean that's in 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 my ways that's that's great i mean it's it's nice that you at least like understand it you know um to me it was kind of like i would say it was a a sense of like accomplishment and i bettered myself Hmm. where it it, kind of made me feel like i can get my frustration out and like just strictly focus on you know what's you know what set I'm doing because you know those like last like two I mean you look like you work out I mean, a little you know, bit yeah I was about to say yeah, you're, you're looking <laughs> good my guy thanks um, you know those last couple like you know reps you gotta hit you're only focused on that mm-hmm. it kind of just like distracts you in a way right and then at the end of the workout you're like damn I just made myself better mm-hmm. I just made myself better and it makes you feel better when you start to feel more confident in your own body right and it it just helps you become better you're That's starting it. to tackle you know a challenge that's right. what life's about you got to tackle challenges it's not gonna be easy for everyone you're you don't have anxiety i have anxiety that doesn't mean our lives are you know right. mine's harder yours is easier it means you know you're just tackling something different so mm-hmm. i definitely that's a very healthy way of doing it and i need to take my own advice on that i need to get back <laughs> in there i need to i just play basketball and that's it i got to get back into like you know lifting and stuff so wow that's deep um <laughs> so uh so is your is your DJing is is that also a release in s- for anxiety? Oh, yeah. So I can I can explain this story um, for my first show, um, or actually just any of my shows, and then I'll talk about my first show. So every time I'm about to go on stage, boom, batshit crazy anxiety. I'm I terrified. Bet. Oh my goodness! That's how I am every before every podcast. It's terrifying. <laughs> I I like I like just walking down the stairs. Like this is a really pretty home. Holy shit! I'm nervous. It's like <laughs> I I'm like oh man, I gotta be careful. Um, yeah, I'm so terrified. I'm I am terrified, and that um 
I'll tell you my name of my demon. I call it Dama, which stands for demon and me arranged. Um, it's in my head. It's like, okay, here we go. You're about to do something. You're going to be scared because so many people are going to be watching and judging you. I don't like public speaking. And I'm already putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so I got to hop on stage and I got to be like, yeah, my name's Chiku. Um, you know, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so terrified. And then as soon as I hit play and then um, I see the first initial reaction, boom, I'm in my sunset. In other terms, I'm unfuckable with. Nothing can stop me where I am at that moment. Um, And it's so crazy because I'm seeing other people happy. And that, I think, might be my strongest thing that makes me happy is when I see other people happy and I have caused that. And I think maybe you can you can consider that selfish or self. I don't even know the word. I don't know how to explain that. But like, I like will try to make other people happy because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know. And if I'm the one making somebody like, I'm DJing and I just see some girl going at it. She's singing the lyrics. She feels like a, you know, she feel like she she the she the one. <laughs> she a boss. She she going crazy. Like that makes me so happy. You're she's in her element because of me. Right. And that's why I consider stage my sunset. So. Um, recently I've been really battling with, um, my anxiety and I had my first show and I was for some reason so terrified. This is my first headlining show. This is my first headlining show. This is my dream. Um, but I'm, for some reason I've been battling my emetophobia and I'm so terrified. So the day before we went to go sound check and I was super nervous. I was super nervous and we're sound checking. I'm Okay. I get back home and I had a panic attack. I don't really get oh. those. And I start playing this painful scenario in my head. And oh my God, I started feeling like a little shaky and I started to really feel nauseated. I'm terrified of that. I am so terrified of that. Um, and at first it slowly starts to go away. And then I go to bed at two and then I wake up at four and I've never woken up from a panic attack. And that I think might've been my worst one. I wake up and my body, I feel so out of control. It is not my body. Um, this is 4 a.m. the day of the show, and I'm thinking, I got to cancel it. And I had people from Chicago driving up to come wow. see it. And that, that means a lot to me. That means way too much to me. And I was just like, how am I going to call them and tell them? And I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. And um, my mom, she meditates at 4 in the morning. Um, and... I like was I had my like headphones in and I was listening to this emergency app that helps with my anxiety, um, and it, it usually helps. It was not I was not listening to anything. I was so terrified, and I'm so terrified of that feeling of like anxiety because I think it takes me back to like the hospital and that fear. Um, and my mom, you know, she she didn't know really what to do, um, and she was you know trying to figure out how to help me. And then at that moment in my life, I realized it's been too long it's been too long for this either i don't do what i want to do anymore which means i'm technically not living because i don't have a goal mm-hmm. or i literally stare my demon in the eye check the ball up and force myself to do this i'm running straight at it um and uh you know it, it's called basically exposure therapy so i tried college terms is pulling the trigger um uh I tried making myself throw up, um, which terrifies me. Why do they call it pulling the trigger? Uh, when you're drunk and you're like, I just need to like throw up. You like 
take your fingers down uh. your throat and you just pull the trigger. It's I've never <laughs> done it. Uh, I I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I don't recommend really drinking that much. <laughs> Be safe, please. Um, but unless you're at a DJ show. Yeah, unless you're at my show and you're like safe and everything. Then it's like, <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, it was it was that moment where I I actually didn't even end up throwing up and I like went to my bed and my mom had like light soft meditation music and she was trying to like pat my head trying to have me fall asleep and in that moment I realized this full sense of like calmness kind of like run through me Mm -hmm. still very anxious but I was just like at that specific moment I think I took the biggest step towards my problem I didn't run away anymore I went straight at it face to face to face checked up I hit him with the cleanest euro step to my left I never use my left um but yeah, I woke up that next day and I was trying to hype myself up. I ma- I called Matt, I called KT, both of them so important to call whenever I'm at my an- whenever I feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the show, talked to Mr. Page or Rodney Lamar Page, uh, who opened for me, which is a oh. huge blessing because he is a far superior DJ to me. Um, he's done everything in his life. He's performed for the Pistons, the Pelicans. Wow. I kn- I know, I know, That's and he, crazy. He's, he was sweet. So. <laughs> Um, people started flooding in, and I thought, you know, for my first show, I think we only sold 40 tickets, which is, to me, that's amazing, right? That's that is so amazing. Um, that means 40 people like you. And that's, I was like, <laughs> I was like, see, Mom, I had friends. You didn't have to worry. Um, my parents came out to the show, which was so supportive of my mom and dad to be there. Um, but, yeah, and then all of a sudden, more people started flooding in. I started getting nervous, and I talked to KT, and he's like, this is your moment. This is your mo- this is what you dream about. This is a normal day to you though. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on a pedestal. Respect it cuz I was saying this is the biggest day ever blah blah blah. Right. blah. Um and 10 minutes before the show, you know, I just hopped on stage and started getting ready and I played that first song and boom. It was your sunset. That was my sunset. That was crazy. Um when I went to the show, everyone was kind of like facing me in the front. It really felt like a good crowd. We sold 74 tickets total. Wow. Um, just I think 74 yes uh, and you know at one point they started chanting my name and I turned around I, I turned around and started crying I like started like tearing up and I started like going like this and they went even louder because I know almost everyone in that room really knew who I was it was such it was so much love because there was so much support from just so many different types of people and like it's so, it's so crazy to me that I, at that point Less than 24 hours ago, I was at one of my lowest points I've ever been in my life, and I'm on top of the world right now. And that's something, like, I try to, like, tell people is, like, yes, you're in your anxious moment right now. Mm-hmm. You're not even thinking about what could possibly happen. Right. Theoretically, you could have the best day of your life right after that moment. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about that. So you you had a panic attack t- 24 hours before the show or not even not even but that whole week was bad too yeah Mm -hmm. and what do you do right before a show to keep yourself kind of like calm and and relaxed before you go on because like for if it's anything like me i get a i guess a little bit of anxiety before each podcast right i might like pump out like 20 push-ups or something (laughs) (laughs) it helps like kind of alleviate some of the stress and the anxiety um what what do you do do you put on music what is your process oh um do you find calming yeah. music? Like, what kind of music do you listen to? Before? That's that's also a really good question. I um, well, I'll, I can explain that. I listen to almost. I'm so sorry if this offends either of you. I listen to everything but country. <laughs> everything but country. I, well, there's some like old country songs that I can. Yeah, like what? Like 
George Strait. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Um, uh, but I will listen to, and this is so I I, I consider myself just a very interesting person because I will go from jazz music to Detroit rap to EDM to Drake and Jaden Smith are my two favorite artists. Um, I will listen to 070 Shake, who is um, super talented, to um, Indian music. Well, I have to. It's good stuff. It is good stuff, but I have to. Um, I mean, I will listen to so many different things because I feel like I have so many different parts of my uh, personality that I can like relate to. Mm-hmm. There's, I can't just be fixated strictly on rap music right. or EDM music. Like, I wake up in the morning and I listen to like jazz and I'll just like make tea, and then I'll go out later at night and I'll go DJ. Like right. those don't really align up, you know. Right. But, um, but yeah, what I do before a show, if I'm anxious, and KT is there, first initial reaction is get KT. First initial reaction is get KT. KT has literally saved my life. Literally saved my life. Um, and I'm beyond always grateful for it. Um, uh, I will. I meditate, so I'll take some deep breaths. I'll close my eyes. And if I'm anxious, I will address it and mm-hmm. be like, okay, what am I anxious about? Is that really going to happen? I start tackling the truth. Really, theori- I'm safe right now. What I'm kind of things do you get anxious about? Like oh. right before you go on stage? Um, like, are they even going to like me? Am right. I going to throw up on stage? Am I going to throw up on stage? What if I get nauseated? What if I throw up on stage? 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 Like constantly. Do you like bad talk yourself? Like like if it were me, I would probably be like, oh, come on. Like knock it off, you little bitch. Yeah, you, I mean. You can do this, you little bitch. Yeah. Oh, Don't be a bitch. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I love that because <laughs> what, something that it, you know, this isn't for everyone, you know, I don't, I don't have the, pro- I don't have like the correct answer, but for some people it is. I will play with my anxiety. I will literally, so the, uh, the yeah, Dama, right? I will literally just be like, dog, chill the fuck out. <laughs> chill the, just relax, man. We're good. We're chilling, you know? And sometimes I'll start like, you know, punching the air or whatever. I'm like, all right, dude, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like I start getting really hype. Um, and it puts me in like an exciting mood because now I'm excited about my anxiety. It's like when you have a problem and it's always constantly hurting you and you're doing the same thing over again it's like reading a chapter in a book mm-hmm. and then rereading it expecting a different outcome right read the next chapter try something new so i try to look at my anxiety differently that's why i'm like shit am i gonna throw up oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. and then i'll talk to katie and he'll be like he'll change my angle he will literally just be like okay now look at it this way and talk me through it and i'm like i feel better let's go yeah that would be that would be terrifying. Worried about throwing up on stage in front it of is. everybody. It is. I couldn't imagine that. And I, I, I've like worked on it, and just after that first that first show has opened up to me, um, that so much, where it's helped me because I felt like my back was against the wall, and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do it. either. I crawl and it's over, or I run straight through it. So that helped me a lot, and Katie's guidance and. Uh, all the other five that guidance is just it's crazy now you you have a clothing line that's geared towards mental health how were you donating money from that yes what were you donating to um so we just i still have a few more hoodies uh to sell and those were the mental um health ones because it says demons not invited to the sunset and then it has two mental health clothes i want one of them 
I, I actually I'll get you one. I okay. will get you one. I think I okay. only have one more left, and it's a large. And I'm actually when I do my clothing line, I only do limited edition. Oh, sweet. That's it. I only do limited edition because I don't want it to be like. I go to I go to Michigan State for uh, I'm in the business college, so like, I try to think about it in like a business aspect. You mm -hmm. know, like how do I want to do it? If I just put it up there and I constantly putting up, you know, new clothing. Right. I know for a fact my clothing. I like it. I love it. Sorry, I love it, <laughs> but. I know some people don't love that, but they get it just to support me, which mm -hmm. I still appreciate without a doubt, but I can't constantly putting it up and not everyone has the financial capabilities of right. you know, constantly, you know, buying a $60 hoodie or, four, or a $30 shirt, you know? Right. Um, but yes, I wanted to donate 50% um, of the um, demons not invited to the sunset hoodie. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking about I talked to KT and he, him and I, him and I agree that we should do uh, a local one, a local mental health organization. So I'm still wrapping up the financials, and once I get that out, I'll give it out. And cool. I think it'd be really important, and it's not something that like I wanted to be like the headline, like hey, I'm donating right. buy my stuff. It was kind of just like look, like I'm just gonna do it because that's important to me. Mm -hmm. I know how difficult it can be at a point in my life i was just like dude stop being nervous you're fine like you're good right like, anxiety is nothing i would literally backhand slap myself <laughs> back in the night like shut up dude you have no idea so so you said you're not going to be doing the cl clothing line anymore uh if i get common ground um in the near future then yeah I think I'll do Sunset Volume 3. There are a few designs that we have, and, you know, there's so many projects that I have that, like, I just haven't, like... I think you should keep doing it. I think I should. You could, you could sell shirts at shows. Right. That's why I still have a little bit of Sunset Volume 2, but um, I don't know. I try, for some reason, I don't want to be like a lot of these DJs. That's something that separates me. I will do not take requests. As a DJ, usually you go to the DJ and give them requests. Mm -hmm. That's why I try... To stay away from situations that like like weddings and yeah parties yeah. nothing against like those that. djs i just can't do it because the person who i am i'm like let me give you the performance mm -hmm. and like the events i do um i try to do it where it's not like a constant thing unless like a lot of people are coming to it right. it's like i want to make it like special so right. i try to like I try to do things a little like unique and different, you know. So it'll make me feel special when I when I have your hoodie and nobody yeah, else does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, man. I'll definitely, I'll definitely get it to you for sure. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't know yet. Again, it's it's in the future. I still got to get my degree and. Um, What's your degree in? Uh, hospitality business. Okay. And then my minor is entrepreneurship and innovation, so I'm doing those. So you're DJing, and your goal is to obviously play Common Ground because you just mentioned that. What's your What's your long time long term goal for that? And then how's that going to play into your your degree and whatnot? Yeah. So when I was starting DJing, it was just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna go on tour, dude. I'm gonna be so sweet, man. I'm gonna <laughs> go on tour, mom. I'm dropping now, and she was just like, shut up. And I was like, okay, mom. Uh, no, she never said that. Uh, but it was um, with my degree, hospitality, I always – like, I love fashion. And I, when I grow up now, I want to do just a ton of different things. Like, I don't know if you know about Jaden Smith. He is a rapper, but mm -hmm. he also has his own water company. Right. He's got his own, like, shoe now. Like, wow. he does a bunch of different things, and that's what I want to do. So I want to do – I want to go on tour. You know, I want to try some festivals and stuff like that. But I also want to work with TED Talk. 
Like oh, definitely. Cool. This is why, like, I really want to do this. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. I want to go on TED Talk. I want to. I want to work on you know sharing my story or giving you know advice to other people so they can you know work on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do like pop up like clothing, like fashion shows. I think those are sweet. Like off white. Um, how they collab like other companies collab with other companies. You know, right. That'd be sweet if I was like my own off white like Chiku. You know. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I do want to work also with, you know, mental health. But I also want to try working with, like, it's going to sound so weird. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to work with NASA. I want to work with NASA somehow. I want to work with, like, space and, like, you know. Create them some dope, like, yeah, outfits. Yeah, you know, like, with, you know, <laughs> go, oh, man, go on the moon and DJ or something. Like, if you want to come, I'll get you a ticket. We'll go together. Man. Let's go. But, yeah, that's that's my that's my goal for the future. That's cool. Um. I don't know if I have any other questions about the anxiety part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you do, yeah, let me know. I'm, I'm always open and willing to, you know, help anyone out whenever they need it. So. Yeah. So during COVID, um, you obviously weren't able probably to do do many shows. Yeah. Um, how did th- how did that play into your anxiety? Not being able to go do your thing, get into the sunset, get into your your feels. What was that like? Um, what's the word? Shitty. Is that's the word? Um, Were you still creating music? So yeah, actually, it gave me a whole new way of looking at it. Um, three things happened. I did have a show uh, at my house. I had Sunset. Oh, you you rule breaker. No, no no, but it was it was <laughs> the crazy thing. Everyone wore a mask. Okay. Everyone wore a mask. Um and um afterward, everyone got most people got t- actually nobody had COVID after that. I strictly remember that, but um. Well, it was like when there was like this huge like drop in COVID cases for a, like a good minute, mm-hmm. and right before the show, people at like graduation at the high school, there was like a scare, right. and I told all of them not to come, and like it was fine, but that happened, and that was sweet. Um, that was a good time. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot in that one because necessarily that wasn't my best performance um, because, like, the crowd really couldn't, like, interact and stuff. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, hundreds of people. It was just, like, a decent amount of my good friends and everything like that. Right. Um, which, again, everyone wore masks. Make that super clear. Um, <laughs> I, w- yeah, I even wore my mask. It's crazy. I've been wearing a mask for three years. Really? That was my thing is I wore a mask before I DJed. Why? You didn't want to get sick? No, no. That was no, it wasn't even because of COVID. It was dope because it said love is in the air. It was like this sweet mask and like at the time I was like super inspired by like um like I'm still inspired by a lot by like Asian culture and I saw like these like three dancers cuz I danced in high school and I like saw these like I used to watch dance videos and What kind of dance did you do? Like break dancing? Indian fusion. My brother is a dancer. Akash, holy he like danced in high uh, college and he was like sweet and then like wow. my parents were just, like, I started dancing they were like wow <laughs> we should stick to something else let's do something else my guy let's do it I was like, okay, good idea. no but I danced um but yeah they saw him wearing the mask and I was like this is dope I always tried to like I wasn't like as open as I am about like trying different things like now I mean like I wear rings I, wear, I paint my nails yeah like, how many rings do you have on I have uh seven if I can count right yeah seven uh, now are th- do they have different meanings what um actually yeah this ring right here is the hand of god i don't know if you know like uh, i think god is like sending his hand out to i'm not religious so i wouldn't i don't, I don't know the full story about it but like <laughs> that 
that when my friend Tyler like explained to me how it's, it seems like such a hard thing, but all you gotta do is lift your finger up, and that like helped me. Like you know, like sometimes I think, like at the time, oh my god, throwing up so bad, throwing up so bad, and now it's just like, dude, it's not that bad. You're not gonna die. You're going to be okay. Um, but yeah, no, I like to I like to do a lot of like fashion stuff and like you know try different things out. Um, I'm just gonna say, if you get into a fight, you're gonna fuck somebody up. Oh, this <laughs> ring right here has got. Oh, Dude, my rose, dude. I know I'm not much of a fighter. I'm, I know I'm gonna like, I'm not gonna be good at it. So, um, worst case scenario, I'll just hit him with the rose. So. There you go. Um, so COVID, you weren't able to really perform. You had the one show. Yeah, the one show. Um, TikTok, my TikTok blew up. Um, I like started to get like a couple thousand followers, which is sweet. And then I go live. Um, I did this thing um, where. Um, I like would like it was like Skype. It's called Omega, but it's basically it was like a trend on TikTok where you like you would like go on there and you you'd be basically skyping someone random. And I like asked like, hey, can I DJ for you? And I'd record it and I put wow. up a few of those videos and those actually really helped me out. And I got a lot of followers on TikTok, but they also were like, yo, what's your Instagram? What's your SoundCloud? And at that moment, um, I was like, okay, I need to do something with like you know, um. I have to put something out. I've never put music out. Um, and at that time, which is, uh, I'm not going to mention her name. Fantastic, fantastic young lady. And I hope the best for her. But um, at that time, I had ended it with a girl I was talking to, a young woman I was talking to. And I use so much emotion in my music. So much emotion in my music. So I made a mix about how I felt and I called it love the good the bad and the ugly and I put that out and how'd that make her feel I don't think she knew it was about her oh I don't geez. think she I don't think she she knows it's about her and I don't I don't expect her really to be watching this but uh um it's it's actually so I went to Dallas uh, to my best friend's house um he moved to Dallas and on my flight back I like went through my phone and I looked through all of the old pictures of us, and I purposely, and I was on my flight back, night flight, got the window seat, no one was next to me, <laughs> I was in my element, I was in my zone, and I went through my phone and looked at all the old pictures of us and purposely made me sad. I like got really sad, and I really, really missed her at that moment, and I opened up my laptop and I made the playlist, and I worked wow. on it, and that's how Love the Good, the Bad, the Ugly started. So I had that one out, and then I did another one called After Sundown, and that is my alter, or not alter, um, yeah, no, my al uh, my other ego. Like, that is my other, like, personality is after sundown. And that's just reckless. That's just reckless. So, DJing, you're kind of taking, like, other people's songs, you're mixing them, mm -hmm. whatnot. With creating your own music, you created your own song. Well, and I, or not, you, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Or were you just using other people's music and you just kind of right. rework it a little? How does yeah. it Exactly. Exactly. I made a mix, so it was like songs that made me feel the specific way, okay. and I added my own like effects in between. The, what songs were they? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna have to listen to it, man, because uh, I can't tell you because they're all remixes. Oh, okay. They're all remixes of original songs. So, um, I had that. So I put those two out, and then I made another, another mix about, um, the girl I was talking about, and mm -hmm. that one I took all original songs. And I slowed and I reverbed and pitched them all and put it together. That was me actually officially not like these. I, my, these are like my own mix. I'm taking originals mm -hmm. and now I'm editing them. 
do you think that doing that helped you get over over her yeah. like it, it was like something that you needed to do to kind of get over that um, that hump yeah um uh yes in in a way because i mean i've again from like my mentors i've like now looked at like we can call it love in a very different aspect now because mm-hmm. i mean usually i kind of uh, i know at my age a lot of people will like go date somebody and then like once they're like broken up they're like oh man fuck my ex dude oh, i i hate him i hate her i hate right, right? and i'm like didn't you just date that person <laughs> like what that doesn't make sense so it's not like i necessarily needed to get over her i just need to get over the situation and how it unfolded i mean i mm-hmm. made mistakes i will i can where's the camera i made mistakes like <laughs> and I, I can i can admit it um but it, it it did help me express how i felt right it made it helped me express how i felt because i was like this this song is how i feel right now and that order of like how i did it like everything i do with my music is not just like okay just put it out right. it's strictly like each thing's gotta have meaning in it whether you see it or only I see it, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me. It's like, as long as I like feel it and see it, I'm going to put you up there, yeah. So when you create music, do you kind of have to put yourself in the zone like that anytime? Like, what do you, what else, like, if you're creating like a happy song, what do you do? What, oh, what's your man. process for that? You drink a bunch of coffee and get all <laughs> jacked up. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I'll try that out. I'll definitely try that out. Um, it's, it's all about like my surrounding. Like, I'm not going to lie. If the, the version of me in high school were to see the version of me now, he'd be like, dude, what the fuck happened to me? Like, what? This is completely different. I, like, as you said, like, what do I need to do? I need to have my surrounding, like, I need a proper surrounding aesthetic. I have a candle. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll light a candle. I'll have tea. I'll have some tea. And I'll, like, get in my zone and I'll, like, start. What I'll do is I kind of, like, watch videos of, like, other DJs right before I start doing it or like live concert performances that hypes me up and then I'll get into the zone then I'll be like okay I need to like you know work on how do I want to like make this part of the song pop out you know more so after I put those like three uh song or mixes out on SoundCloud and I think they're close to I think 8,000 views now which I'm beyond blessed um because I know none of my friends are listening to that it's just (laughs) random people which is sweet um which I think is sweet um but I haven't made anything in a while, and I think I'm. Again, you I've do. been. I'm working on. I'm working on some <laughs> stuff here, so we'll see. But my brother, he actually produces and makes music, and he is oh, cool. insanely talented. What What is What is his name? Akash. 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 Yeah, Akash is. What's his music musician's name? Musical name. Akash. Akash. Okay. <laughs> Akash. Yeah. So, if somebody wants to find your music, they can find it on Sound SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, just SoundCloud. They can just look it up. Yeah, because I can't put it anywhere else. So I'll get copyrighted. So I'm not making money off this. Can I play something real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a? Uh, I don't have SoundCloud. Is oh, it, you want me? Is it an app? I don't. Yeah, it it is an app. Um, so can you pull something up and just shove it in the mic? Yeah, <laughs> I hope it sounds like good quality. It'll sound good. It'll sound good. It'll okay, sound good. All right. Um, shoot, this is I. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta make myself look really good here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, Hopefully, I don't get taken down for this. I don't. I don't think you would. I don't. No. 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 Things for resale, don't do iCloud, don't do email. 
I mean, it's like, it's like music like that. I don't know if that's like. That's sweet. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, no, that, that one gets me hyped. I mean, it's dope because I send like, you know, music to, I, I mean, something that like a lot of different people like listen to kids my age. My Spanish teacher, Senor, <laughs> I, I always send them music. So um, that's cool. It's definitely, I definitely have really like enjoyed that process and I'm super grateful for all it's like showed me mm -hmm. and like helped me, you know, out with. So, yeah. Are you uh, working on blowing up your social media at all? Because obviously TikTok took off for you. Um, what about Instagram, Facebook, any yeah. of that? Um, so social media, I think, is super important to me. Uh, my Instagram is, I don't, I, it used to be a typical one, and I think this is a problem, especially with our generation. It is such a big problem, and I feel it needs to stop at some point. I, d I don't use Snapchat anymore, thankfully. Um, as much I don't like keep streaks or whatever mm -hmm. um, my Instagram I used to post things just for attention mm -hmm. if I didn't get a certain amount of likes I actually felt bad right. and I like used to even like put on my snapchat like yo go check out my Instagram my picture or whatever like you know trying to get likes now my Instagram the as like the aesthetic of it is just completely different it's all everything I put out there I put out because it's dope I would not be the DJ, I, and this is a very critical point, and I don't think nobody really talks about it. I would not be here with if it wasn't for my photographers. The photographers I have and cinematographers I have, huge. Very talented. They're all doing really good things with themselves right now, which I, I know each of them, I'm like, everyone's like, how do you know these people? I'm like, I just got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. Um, and these people make make my like product of me visually uh, like pleasing to you know anyone mm -hmm. who's looking at it and that's why like my instagram is like i look at it, i'm like okay i'm very happy with this and i do not care now if i get three likes or if i get 300 so I, do you just post and just kind of leave it i that's what i've started doing now it's like i'll post and i'll leave it and like the stuff i put on there is like not traditional it's not like me and my boys sitting you know outside at harper's like yo what's, <laughs> right. what's going on man you know what I'm saying right. boys at harps you know whatever i don't no, or like you know, oh, I'm at the beach. What's up? You know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I really don't care about that. I'm only gonna put stuff out that I'm like, oh, this is dope. And if somebody else finds it dope, then sweet. I, I don't want to say the specific situation, but uh, I talk about it all the time, dude. The the fake posts on social media irritate the crap out of me. There's a there's a guy I know, who uh, I, I don't want to say too much because mm -hmm. I don't want to put him on blast. <laughs> but um, he takes pictures and he'll give like a fake scenario of something and like this is what i'm doing like like for instance he was saying he was meditating and like dude somebody's taking a picture of you you're not meditating yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're outside sitting in your driveway <laughs> yeah I, that's 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 an interesting one because i feel like you know what what exactly do people post stuff on social media for for and attention for attention and it's also like and it's a dopamine yeah it's you, you see people like like your posts or comment and you're like oh Dude, I'm guilty of it. Right. I post something for the podcast. I'm like, how many people, right. how many people and like this? That's fair because, but also, it's a different thing between with you and I compared to others. It's, it's a business account. I'm assuming, right? No, not really. Oh, Just well my my personal, but I I promote everything for the there. podcast on it. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's important. Like when right. I put my stuff up, I'm only like promote. Oh, it, it is. It is. It is. Wow, English. It is <laughs> actually my account, but right when I put it out, it's like, dude, I need to stop caring what other people think, and mm -hmm. that is a lesson. Mr. Page has taught me is I'm never going to please everyone. And that's something that I've battled with for a long time. Just trying to make people happy. Long time. Oh my goodness. I 
I can't DJ and make every single person there happy. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. When I had my headlining show, right before that, I had, I've had i never had a bad show until right before there. And I'm glad I did. I'm so glad I did. I know for a fact some people don't think I'm a good DJ. That's totally fine, man. That's okay. They don't I, need to come. They don't need to come. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. fine. Stay at home. Do whatever you want to do. But, you know, um, I can't please everyone. And even on social media, and it's especially on social media, there are people who are going to look at my Instagram and just unfollow me like, dude, this kid's trying too hard. Maybe somebody thinks that. That's okay, man. Yeah. That's all right. You know, well, I want the best for you, but. A, a lot. Another thing is, too, is a lot of people don't like to see other people succeeding, especially, like, if you post something on social media, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, you post something for your DJ, like, you DJing, and you get maybe 300 likes or something. Somebody's like, oh, wow. Like, that's that's kind of obnoxious. Dude, they're they're probably not doing anything right. with their life. They're they're probably not happy, and they're not happy seeing you happy. That's and that's that's something where it's like, oh, I was just having a conversation about this. Is unfortunately in high school, it's it's like that. It's not only high school, but it's it, my experience in high school, and it is in college too. It's just like people will like talk like, "Yo, you're my homie. What's up?" Blah blah blah. But then turn around your back and for to seek like society's like gain and like mm-hmm. in a way it's like it's pol- it's like politics. I don't know, man. It's just it, they will backstab you to make them seem better in society and to like feed into drama because yeah. they think that's gonna get them closer to somebody else. It's hate. Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? And that's why I don't surround myself with people like that. That's why, like, I, instead of Wasted Wednesdays, I'd go with KT and we'd get coffee and we'd sit at Blue Owl and he'd bring a notebook and we'd just work on, like, how to, like, better myself. Like, that's something I'm going to keep around me. I don't care about the other 300 people that are, like, I will, I think I have, like, 1,400 people following me. Nice. I have love for all of them. All right? mm-hmm. I have love for them. But some of them probably don't have love for me back. They're just following me to follow me. And then maybe they'll, like, you know, like my picture. And then right. it's just, like, do I really care if they like or not like my picture? That's not supposed to be important. Yeah. It's supposed to be people who like KT who like genuinely care. And I think in social media, we only see the best version of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're not gonna post like a very average picture of you. You no, know, it's you a, fa- it's a facade. It's yeah, yeah I mean, and it's it's something that like I struggled with because you know I didn't like my body. So like if a picture I posted or something, I'd be like, Did you take like face pics? <laughs> <laughs> oh a certain goodness. angle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You try to flex my jaw and everything that wasn't even there, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's just so it's it's crazy, and that's why like everything I do, I do it in a unique way. I try mm-hmm. to break break barriers, but I'm not trying to like be like yo, be woke or whatever. I'm just right. doing it because I like to. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to please anyone anymore. I'm just trying to inspire and you know do the right thing for me. Well, and I think another thing with social media is people want to be different, and obviously you're different. You got rings on every finger almost, yeah, and your yeah, nails are painted. I mean, but you know you're different, and if you're not on there like trying to be like, hey, look at me, I'm different, you know, than than all of you guys, then yeah. you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, dude, I think it's it's something where like I totally am like, yo, if you whoever you want to be, go be it. Mm-hmm. Just don't judge anyone else about it. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? I. I like to do different things for fashion, and honestly, in my my personal opinion, if I'm not weird, then I'm not doing the right thing. I don't want to be society's normal. I don't. But you're not trying to go out of your way to be weird. No, you're I'm just, just being me. you. You're just I'm being you. I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me now, and that's something. I, I'm again. I'm only. I'm only 20. Mm-hmm. I am. I know I'm only 20. I've learned so much 
from my mentors because they have walked like years of path and experience that I like physically can't right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm getting all this information and I'm like using it and I'm trying to like shape and form the man who I'd like to be right. um, for the future. And I mean like, yeah, people think it's like weird that, I, you know, some people think it's weird I paint my nails. I just tell them like, what if I have a daughter? <laughs> right. Like, what if I have a daughter and she yeah. needs her nails painted? Like I'll do it. Like what's wrong with that? You know? So my son gets his nails painted that's dope he, man because he sees my my daughter paint you know with her nails painted so he, he always wants his painted too yeah, dude, i mean there's nothing wrong with it you know but i definitely i definitely try to like do different like you know things with fashion and stuff because i like to express myself in like a dope way um definitely try to do different unique things so yeah cool um well let's kind of wrap this up um yeah. where can people find you on social media yeah, Instagram and uh, SoundCloud. Those are the two things. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're going to put them in the bio or whatever, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll be there. Um, but yeah, again, I want to say thank you so much for the opportunity. And I really Absolutely, love what man. you guys are doing, trying to share people's stories and inspire. So thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, man. I really appreciate it. And good luck to you and your your DJing career. I hope thank that, you. I hope it really takes off for you. Thank you. Thank I you. I hope I can you. see you at Common Ground here soon. No, hopefully, <laughs> man. Front row, man. Front row. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks again for being here.